On the Wake Up Radio presents The Hour. You must remember, the enemy has only images and illusions. Behind which he hides his true motives. Destroy the image and it will break the enemy. The it that you refer to is a powerful weapon. What is secretized? The story we tell ourselves. And every story needs a beginning. Your imagined suffering makes you lifelike. Lifelike, but not alive. Pain only exists in the mind. It's always imagined. So what's the difference between my pain and yours? Between you and me? To find a solution to a problem with answer, you already know. It's the hour. Welcome, welcome, welcome to On The Wake Up Radio. And you're listening to OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. Sign up for OTWTUBE.com, uncensored free speech platform. We don't give you community guidelines. Say what you want to say, say it with your chest. Ah, today on the hour, we have the most brilliant and beautiful Chantal. Please, please tell them who you are. Tell them where they can find you before we get to know who you are. Awesome. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me here. My name is Sean Tay Evans. I am a copywriter and creative coach. Uh, You can find me either online on my website at shantaevans.com. That's S-H-O-N-T-A-E-V-A-N-S dot Com. You can also find me on IG, which is uh, Shante underscore creative, and also on Twitter and Facebook under my, my regular name, which is Shante Evans with an A. So it sounds like it sounds like it's Shanta, but it's, it's Shante. I don't know what my parents were thinking. Okay. I love it. I love it. Now, who is Shante Evans? Who are you, girl? Well, I, I would say I'm an anomaly, um, but to put it simply, I am a, a copywriter, I am a creator, I am a child at heart, um, I'm kind of your one-stop shop for all things creative. Um, I've done so many different things, I like to say I'm multi-passionate, I've done everything from, from insurance to education to media, I, I've done it all, <laughs> so it's kind of hard to put me in a box. Okay. Now, what made you want to be an entrepreneur? I've actually come from a family of entrepreneurs. I had this spirit where I didn't like people telling me what to do. (laughs) Um, So just kind of having that flexibility after getting into the corporate world and the workforce, I just realized I wanted the freedom to be able to come up with my own ideas, of the freedom to um, operational wise kind of do things in a way that I felt that they worked Um, sometimes of course with some guidance. And so I just kind of struggled with the structure of a corporate um, environment um, without that flexibility and freedom. And so that's what, you know, and then of course I had my, my parents that were entrepreneurs and, you know, they have family members that were entrepreneurs as well. So it just kind of was a natural path. And to be honest, um, I'm a mother of four and all four of my children are also entrepreneurs. Well, you did darn good. Okay. All right. <laughs> now, now tell us why copy 
writing and I need you to explain it because you taught me something, right? I was just like in my head thinking copyright, copywriting, content, content creating, like it's all different. School of the people. Right. So yeah, absolutely. So a lot of people will hear the word copyright and they'll automatically assume that it's the copywriting that protects your intellectual property. So um, that is, that's correct. Um, That is a form of copyright. But then copywriting, um, as far as writing and creating content, is basically you're taking a brand image and you're putting it into words or text to educate, entertain, persuade, and motivate their audience, their target market or audience to take action um, or to build a relationship with that particular business. And so basically that's the difference. And what's funny within that copywriting realm, the W-R-I-T-E-R realm as a copywriter, uh, you can be a copywriter and a content writer, but you're not always a content writer and a copywriter. So those two are two different things as well. Mm -hmm. And when do most people come to you for your expertise? Uh, so most people, so what I do is I help um, small businesses create their brand story and design strategies that help kind of move their ideas from concept to creation. So depending on what it is that they're looking for, um, let's just say it's an established business already and they are revamping their website. As a copywriter, what I would do for them is basically uh, rewrite their copy or their, their web text or the words to describe you know, who they are, what they do, what services they provide on their about, their services, things like that. And in some cases, writing blogs um, and white papers, which are authoritative papers. On the flip side of that, uh, so somebody coming to me again could be from in the beginning stages, if they're trying to establish a website or a brand or somebody who's already established and they just need to revamp everything or they want to rank a little better um, on SEO or they need to get more content to kind of build some trust and branding and authority within their field. On the creative side, um, that would be, I mostly attract people from the beginning. They have this great idea, but they have no idea how to execute it. So let's just say, you know, I attract a lot of people that are in a traditional corporate field, um, you know, caseworkers, clinical psychologists, um, things like that. And they have a creative side that they want to exercise and, and create something, but they have no idea how to even get started. They just know they have this idea. Basically what I do is I sit with them and provide coaching to get them from their idea to actually something tangible. Fantastic. Fantastic. You know, I dubbed this show, even heroes have sidekicks. And I, I yeah. found that, uh, that quote on your website, right? I, I scoured it like a, I told you, like a stalker. I was just like, oh, this is amazing. She's so amazing. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh, right? And so for me, uh, you also do coaching. And, and how does that work? How do you know someone is coachable? Are we really all coachable? Yeah, well, not everybody is not everybody is coachable, and and then in turn, not everybody is ready to be coached. So, although they may be coachable in the sense that they're able to take uh, direction and assistance, they may not be ready for that. So, what I do first is I normally will do a fifteen minute discovery call, and that's an opportunity for both of us to just kind of sit on the phone and just kind of talk through. I let them talk through their ideas. 
And then uh, just kind of using my expertise as far as is this a viable idea? Um, are they ready to execute it right now? Or are there some things that they need to go back to the drawing board um, and let incubate? So we kind of talk through that for about 15 minutes. And then they decide to take the next steps. And the next steps will either be um, they can decide to take it from that 15-minute discovery call to a an hour-long uh, you know, video chat or a phone call or more in-depth to getting the details and, the, and a strategic plan going for them. Um, or they can purchase, if they're like, hey, I, I need you and I would love for you to do some of this this stuff for me, outsource some of this stuff, uh, then they would, per, you know, they would purchase a, a bulk package with me to kind of hire me to do um, kind of like an, a production assistant as, as they're trying to produce their creative project or, or put things into fruition. So. Okay. Okay. So I come to you, I, I have a website and somehow uh, I'm not getting the traction I need. Right. And I come to mm-hmm. you and I'm like, Oh, please Shante, I need you. Right. And what's, how, how long is that process? Right. You creating blogs or coming up with a rewrite about us and, Normally, like, how long does that take? Uh, So it it all depends on what it is that you need. So just kind of the example that you shared. So if you're needing uh, a blog, um, that could really, you know, be done within a 24 to 40-hour period, um, sometimes 72 hours. What needs to be done before that is definitely uh, a conversation, and that's getting to know your tone of voice. So as a business owner, you have a certain audience that you're targeting. You have a certain tone of voice that you're going for, whether it's a more serious, authoritative tone, whether it's a lighthearted, tongue-in-cheek kind of tone. Those are the types of things as a copywriter that is working outside of your actual business that I want to be able to capture for you. So that way it sounds like you're writing, you know, it sounds like it's your words and coming from you. So that's done relatively shortly. Um, as far as the web copy, um, if you are needing to have several pages done, again, we would go through a discovery to find out, okay, what kind of language you're using, what are you accustomed to, how are people used to you communicating with them, and then uh, learning a little bit more about your product and service, and then kind of writing that all out um, as, and working, you know, if you have a web designer, working with that web designer as far as what that looks like. So that can actually take, uh, you know, several weeks to a month, just kind of depending on the communication um, between the web designer, myself, and yourself as a business owner, and what you want that to look like. Okay, so you get me straight with the website, but somehow I, I, I'm missing, I'm missing the discipline. When do you start the coaching? Is the coaching uh, kind of like a thing? It, it, do you have packages where you kind of coach and you do the copywriting versus do you do the copywriting and then you start to coach? You try to get them to realize you're, you're the superhero, right? Cause yeah, cause you're giving them that <laughs> lift, that push, you're pouring into them. When does the coaching begin? I need coaching. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of times what I found, found is that those are two different type, different customers coming my way. So people that already have something established and they're wanting the copy, that's one set of uh, customers or clients. And then the people that need the coaching are people that really either don't have anything in place yet or they've got something in place and now they're pivoting to something completely different. So I'm the type of person that I'm a doer. So um, if you come to me, we're going to have that coaching call. 
And almost immediately, and of course, the ball is in your court, but I always encourage people to take action right away. Because what happens is, look, you've probably been thinking about this website for a long time. You've probably been thinking about starting this project forever. And weeks pass, months pass, years pass, and a decade passes. And next thing you know, you're still, oh, I should have done that. I should have started. So the best thing is to get started right away. Um, so literally, I've had people that's like, I don't even need the discovery call. I just know I need to talk with you for an hour, and they'll go ahead and do the hour. Um, but the discovery call, it'll go discovery call. And by the time the discovery call is just kind of closing, people are already asking, when can I talk to you again? And so that's basically up to their schedule. The thing is that I will follow up with you. Um, I'm not going to let a week go by without, if you said that you want to talk to me again, um, you know, within, uh, you know, a couple of days, I'm, I'm back, you know, in your, in your email or where saying, Hey, how are you doing? Are you ready to chat? Um, but I give them a, a schedule that they can kind of pick the, the date and time. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a coach. Um, and I'm, and I'm, I, I will be on you, but I'm no drill sergeant because we're not trying to, <laughs> we want you to still love what it is that you're trying to do. Oh, that is beautiful. I, I did want to ask you as far as what has been the, I don't know, cause it sounds nice and easy, but it's a two way street. And I, I don't know, is it, is it a thing where you find yourself Pulling, pushing, because you also do creative analyst work, right? Yeah. So, sorry about that. I, I live in the city. Um, <laughs> it's okay. I'm in New York. It's, yeah. <laughs> Love New York. Um, yeah. So that, that create that creative analyst is basically part of the uh, the the coaching part. So what that entails is that's basically the you know taking your project and let's kind of go through and find the gaps. So perfect example, let's just say you were wanting to start a, a business. Okay. And the business was, say it was a, uh, a media company. So, you know, you want to do, you know, you want to have uh, a podcast and a webisode, you know, webisodes and things like that, but you're not quite sure. Do you need a crew? Do you need, um, what type of equipment do you need? What, um, what's your, target market, what's your topics, things like that. You just kind of know that that's what you want to do. Part of the creative analyst process is, is actually coupled with the coaching. So what we're doing is we're taking your plan, what it is that you want to do, and we're filling in the gaps of what needs to be done. Is this going to work? Okay, this is not going to necessarily work the way you want it to. Have you considered this? Let's take a look at this option so you can still execute what it is, um, you know, what your goal is but doing it in a way that's going to be far more seamless than what you had originally planned. So it's just kind of kind of going through and, and strategically putting those puzzle pieces together, which is actually part of the coaching. I love it. I love it. Please tell them where to find you. This woman is on fire. Oh, please tell them where to find you. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, ShantaeEvans.com is my website. So that's S H O N T A. EVANS.com. Uh, they can also find me on uh, LinkedIn, uh, which is, of course, LinkedIn, and then flash my name, ShantaeEvans.com. And my uh, Instagram is Shante underscore creative. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, here at OnTheWakeUpRadio.com, 
Uh, we will take all those beautiful links and we'll put them in the description, whether you're listening on iHeartRadio or Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. You'll be able to find a way to contact this beautiful Shante Evans. Um, we have a part where we like to play rapid fire. All right. Ah, yes, 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 yes. I hope you're ready. You did not get any of these. And so now you have to think on your twos. Are you ready, Shante Evans? I, yeah, I'm ready. Let's see how fast I am. <laughs> TV or music? Oh, definitely music. Meat or vegetables? Oh, vegetables. Holidays or birthdays? Oh, uh, holidays. Unless it's my birthday, so... <laughs> Dine out or cook in? I'm going to say, ooh, I, I do like cooking, but I'm going to say dine out, dine out. Do you have a favorite book? Oh, wow. I like a lot of books. Um, favorite book, favorite book, favorite book. I'm going to say uh, Think Like a Monk actually kind of really changed my life. I just read that a few months back. So Think Like a Monk. Do you have a favorite movie? Um. I have quite a few, but I'm going to go back to my classic that I've loved since I was a kid, and that was The Color Purple. You know, it's kind of morbid, but. <laughs> Favorite documentary? <sighs> Not that it's, a, it, you know, it's, it kind of makes me mad, but 13 was an, I, I love Ava DuVernay. Yeah, that was, a, that was a great documentary. My kids watch it. Now, superpowers you wish you had. Oh my gosh. So this was a unique one. I don't even know if there's a word for it, but it's the ability. I don't know if you've ever seen the word, the uh, movie powder old movie from back in the nineties, but it's the ability to transfer energy. So taking, if you touch someone, you can take what they they feel and you touch another person and it transfers that energy to that other person. So they can feel what that other person feels. Can I tell you how Powder was like one of my favorite movies? I ain't even gonna hold was it. Was it really? Yes. <laughs> that is yes. the only scene I remember is the deer and the hunter scene. That one sticks out of my head. And that back then I was like, I want that power because everybody would be good to everybody if they had that power. <laughs> That's awesome. That was your favorite movie. You see, and we're trying to save the world, even in, in yeah. our minds, right? If you had to come yep. back to this place, would you be a tree, mountain, volcano, or animal? I would definitely be a tree. I'm a, I'm a, a little key tree hugger. Don't tell anybody. Um, <laughs> and when I pass, my kids already know that um, to uh, put me in a, a tree sanctuary at the, the root. So oh, that's maybe I'll wear some fruit or something. Yeah. Favorite color? Purple. Favorite hobby? Uh, hiking. I love hiking. Favorite show as a child? Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say Schoolhouse Rock. <laughs> I actually still have some of the songs on my playlist right now. <laughs> oh, that is so cute. What What do you feel is the biggest accomplishments? Like the biggest accomplishment you've made in in copywriting or coaching or just what you do in life? What's What's a big accomplishment for you? To me, I've been blessed to kind of have this superpower, as I'm, I'm sure many of us, especially as as, um, as women and black women especially, have this ability to take nothing and make it into something. 
So a lot of the spaces that, you know, even getting started in copywriting, getting started in media, I went in with no experience, no formal education. And just given that small opportunity, built things. So I didn't just sit in that space that, okay, you're assigned here. You're just going to be a co-host. Um, no, I went from being a co-host to an engineer to uh, an executive producer to a host. And then, uh, then I went into TV pilots. Then I went into, you know, so it's just taking, just having that faith and taking the passion and the desire to learn something and literally hitting the road running and setting the road on fire. So I, probably my biggest accomplishment was, was, you know, starting out from no radio experience, you know, back in, you know, the early 2000s and then being heard across the world. People in China and Kuwait City were tuning in. So it's just, it was just crazy. Gosh, it's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Yes. Oh, I agree yeah. with you. Yeah. Beach or pool? Beach. Definitely beach. I'm from Hawaii, so I'm kind of biased. Action or comedy? Comedy, hands down. A shower or bath? Shower. Oh, wait a minute. It depends. Mm, if it's like a luxury hotel, then definitely a bath, but everyday shower. Love or money? Love, which it's eluded me, so. <laughs> it has eluded me. It's okay. It's okay. We're going to speak these things into existence today. Love or respect? Uh, give us some respect. I'm going to take respect. Reading or watching TV? Oh, definitely reading. Hands down. No, if you, to be a good writer, you got to read. I love books. Sunrise or moonlight? Sunrise. Friendship forever or love of your life but short-lived? Well, gosh, you're making me sweat here, Cindy. Um, <laughs> so like I'm, I feel like God is listening. Like, oh, is that what you? Okay, so you don't want that, right? Um, gosh, let's see here. I've never had a love of my life, um, but friends are for always. Let's see. You know what? I, I. Oh, but the pain that comes with when they're gone. I don't think I can live through that. I'm a wimp when it comes. Let's take the friendship. Okay. <laughs> friendship for 2,000. You're like, Alex, friendship for, <laughs> friendship for 1,000. Uh, oh, yeah. A pet peeve you may have. What's your pet peeve? Uh, my heart is breaking. Um, one of my biggest pet, I actually have a lot of pet peeves, but probably at the top of the list, they're going to do something simply because it sounds good, but they never plan on doing it there. I don't know why people do that. I don't understand. I don't, I don't know if it's an ego thing or it's a, they want to feel good in the moment, but they have no idea how bad that can affect somebody else's life. So major pet peeve. So that should be a crime. So like someone, like you said, someone who says, oh, I'm going to do this. And then you don't hear from them. Right. I mean, if it's, I mean, something small, but I mean, is it ever really anything small? I mean, it'll be the person that said, hey, yeah, I'm going to be there at the airport to pick you up. Not that this has happened, but um, I'm going to be there to pick you up from the airport. Oh, I'm going to give you a ride. Oh, don't, don't call it Uber. I'm going to give you a ride to the airport. 
that person doesn't come, well, guess what? You missed your flight, you know, or you're rushing to the airport or the person that, you know, it happens a lot in relationships where people will make promises that they probably have no intention of keeping or they're just doing it to gain whatever they want to gain. And that person, you know, changes the way they do things and alters their, alters their life. Um, just to kind of be agreeable and compatible and to make things work. And, and then they just don't do it. So yeah, that's just terrible. Like just don't, just don't, if you're not going to do it, just don't say it. Just don't say it. Surprise them. Just surprise them. Right, right, right. Uh, a fear you wish you could vanquish from humanity. Honestly, it would be, I think the fear of judgment because I think that hands down alone keeps people emotionally unavailable, um, keeps people closed off, and more importantly, it keeps people from pursuing, um, you know, things that they want to pursue or exercising their gifts and their passions because they're afraid they're going to fail. But what you're afraid that you're going to fail because you're afraid you're going to be judged for failing. So I uh, definitely the fear of judgment. I, I, I love how, how you said that, I, I, and I've never heard that answer. I've done these interviews for a while. And what's so amazing about that answer is that there is, it's, it's about like staying grounded, right? You don't know what happiness mm-hmm. is until you felt sadness. You don't know what up right. feels like until you've been down. Yin exactly. and the yang, right? And so that, that right there says a lot, right? So even feeling, right? Failing is just right. a part of the process of actually succeeding. So when you succeed, you can recognize it like, oh, right. And help others too. You know, how do you know how to speak to, um, you know, how do you know how to speak to people on something if you've never been on the other side of it? You know, how do you know, hey, don't go down that road. If you went down that road and you saw that big pothole, you'd be like, oh, yeah, just go. But if you know that there's a big pothole that could fall, you'd be like, oh, don't go down that road. You know what? This way is shorter. So it's just kind of you have to be open to um, allowing yourself to to experience things without judgment. I think that's the wonderful thing about children. If you notice, children will—they're just carefree. They don't care about being judged until they get to a certain age. Then all of a sudden, they don't want to, you know, dance, you know, do a dance, a, their funny dance in front of a family member because they're afraid of, oh, well, they're going to think it's stupid. And so now they don't do that anymore. And so that it's funny how that happens almost automatically at such a young age that you go from being free and not caring what people think to um, for the rest of your life. When you hit like 10 or 12, you care for the rest of your life what people think. So, that, interesting. that part, that part. Now you step into a time portal. What year would it be? And would you save anyone or change anything or just be an observer? I definitely would change something. Um, I would go back to the year that I graduated and I would tell myself to just do it, to not be afraid. Um, and then that, again, that goes back to the judgment, the fear of, you know, failing. Um, it would completely change my life. I mean, I don't know if I would have my children, but it would have, um, I would have hopped on a plane and I would have gone to New York. Um, not knowing anybody, but just trusting my abilities, you know, trusting the, the, you know, the higher power and stuff. So I would definitely go back to 1993 and say, take that money and go. Just give it a chance. And if it doesn't work, you can always come back. 
God damn you, Shantae. I've got my powdered powers on, and you're going to make me cry. Gosh, I felt that. <laughs> Shit. Shit. Yeah, oh, that, that was deep. Uh, that was deep. I, yeah. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, three people you wish you could meet and pick their brain. Well, now they can be living. They could be in the past, and they could be in the future, like a unicorn or something. That's what I normally tell people. But three people you wish you could pick their brain. They don't have to be here. But... Yeah, I, um, Maya Angelou definitely would be one of them. Um, just because she was also a writer, a poet, a philosopher, an activist, just all the way around, you know. Um, so she would be one. Um, the other would be the other would be my father. Um, he is a brilliant man. Unfortunately, um, he's not the nicest person, and so I kind of want to understand, um, you know, he's creative, and that's kind of where I got a lot of my creativity. I kind of just want to understand um, him as a, you know, as a person, and a little bit about um, his past. So, you know, he comes from a generation where they, they don't really talk about their past very much. And um, I don't know if I could use this as an answer, but God, because... He's got some explaining to do. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got a list. <laughs> I'm going to be standing in line at the gate saying, excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> I got some questions here. <laughs> Let me through. I just want to talk. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Like standing outside of a club wanting to get right. in. Let me in, Michael. Let me in. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now, what? And you touched on this, but... What would you tell yourself as a teen or a little girl if you were to time travel back to yourself? Um, it would be to, to trust yourself. It, it's, it's, I, I, I knew that I could do it. I was just afraid of being out there alone doing it. So I, literally it would just be just trust yourself. It'll work out. It'll work out. You, you don't worry about it, um, and that your siblings will be okay. You can you can go; they'll be okay, and uh, it'll it'll work out. You have to do this because you will forever regret if you don't at least try. So that's that's probably that's what I would tell myself. Now, what what do you desire for your life and your legacy? Let's speak it into existence. Tell the universe what you desire for your life and your legacy. Honestly, I'm not a very materialistic person. So, um, you know, I don't have a list of, um, you know, golden, gold and silver things that I want to accumulate. But I want to be known as somebody that helped people discover that they could make their dreams and their passions come true. Um, to be that glimmer of hope where they thought this is overwhelming and then just talking to me and knowing me, believing, oh my gosh, I can do this. Oh my gosh, this is real. Well, now this is real. <laughs> I can do this. Um, the other thing is I do want to give back. You know, I, my heart strings kind of tug at, at homelessness, people that are homeless, but more specifically people that are working hard and they're law-abiding citizens and they're doing everything that they can do but if they just can't afford to do it and do it alone 
and nobody will help them because they make just a little bit too much money to get help, you know, from their government or their state or whatever, but they don't make enough to, to, to really get out of their financial situation. Um, and so I, I, I do, I just want to be able to help people have hope. Um, and, and give them a chance to do that. Cause a lot of times just your everyday life where it's finances or, you know, living situations that can impede on your creativity and your ability to um, utilize your gifts that God gave you. So, yeah. You know what you just did there? I asked about you and you gave yourself to others. They don't make people like you anymore. I want you to know that they don't, Aww. they don't. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't met many. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I've once seen a we're quote. Out, we're out here. We're we're out here. We just have to gather together and create I, a tribe. But I'm saying I once seen a quote that says, "I'm aware of all the bad people. It's the good people I'm afraid for." Oh, thank yeah. you. That means a lot. Yeah. It really does. So now, what is the most beautiful thing you love about yourself? It's the ability to laugh at anything. Um, people who've known me all of my life, um, they can attest to that. No matter what has I've gone through a hard life and people are surprised, I can still smile. It just as you know, with, with many people, but you have the opportunity to either you could take pain and turn it into a paintbrush. And I I I love I thank God every day for my sense of humor. I thank God every day for my sense of humor. And so that's, that's what I love about myself. That is wonderful. I thank you. I thank you for playing rapid fire with us. Thanks. That was fun. <laughs> Learned a little bit more about myself too. I forgot about it. <laughs> trying to give you a standing ovation. Thank you. Up. Thank you. <laughs> so now tell me, tell me, tell the audience, tell us all. Hmm. What, what, like, who supports you? Who motivates? What inspires you daily? Uh, what inspires me daily is uh, the, the ability to just create, to have uh, a voice and for that to mean something. My father taught me early on that as a, you know, as a woman, especially as a black woman, the most, the two most important things is your voice and your integrity. And just being able to wake up any, every morning and, uh, you know, exercise those teachings and be creative and maybe change somebody's life, help a business or something like that. My biggest cheerleaders are my family. I have my family. My family's dope. <laughs> my children are amazing. So we're a lot of people, you know, they, they are pursuing and they're knocking down walls, but they don't have that support. I'm, I do, I don't, there is nobody in my corner that tells me I can't do it. I mean, I've had people outside of my family, but, um, so it's definitely my family, uh, my children, my siblings, my mom, and, uh, just the ability to, to, to wake up and know that you have a voice. How are you going to use it today? Now I, I am big on this whole time traveler thing and, uh, basically, knowing that our future, future generation, because when we die, we don't really die, right? What right, would you, right. What would you love to tell your children? They're listening to this. You're gone. 
what would you love to tell them? Um, I, I actually tell them this all the time is don't settle. Do what it is that you want to do. If you have a passion in your heart, it's no accident that it's there. Just do it. Don't worry about whether you necessarily have the resources. If you just do it, those resources, you're going to bump into those resources. It's going to come to you. Just do it. Don't give up. Don't waste those gifts. Definitely don't waste the time. That is beautiful. So that's definitely yeah. Children, did you yeah. Keep going, and they won't be children. They'll be grown, right? And your great-great-grandchildren can listen to this because this is in the ethos forever, ever, 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 yeah? Now, if someone (laughs) wants to do the things that you're doing, what advice do you have for them? Oh, as uh, simple. So here's the thing about copywriting. Um, Copywriting, if you're, it's one of the fastest growing um, jobs. It's in high demand right now. And copywriting, you can do well, well, well into past retirement. And you can do it from anywhere in the world. Um, what you're going to find is if you're looking for traditional positions in copywriting, you're going to find that, of course, you need a, at least at minimum a bachelor's degree. Um, you need to have a good grasp of the English language. Um, and you need to have some experience. But there are some ways and some tips that you can take to kind of break, to break into copywriting without a degree and without any formal experience. And I wrote an article um, and it's actually available on my website, shantievans.com. Um, but basically one of the, the number one things, let's just say there's somebody listening right now and, and they maybe have looked up, you know, copywriter writing and they're like, Hey, I want to write, you know, video scripts. I want to write web pages. I want to write blogs and white papers and, and make money on, you know, in spare time or, or full time. One of the first things that you want to do is start writing. Start writing. Build your portfolio. Take a company that you either enjoy doing businesses or, or make up a pseudo company and write a sample blog as if you were writing on behalf of that company um, or write like for an existing company, but you're not really presenting it to them. Um, but definitely just keep writing and build up that portfolio. You want to exercise that muscle and, and gain that experience. Um, because what happens is when that opportunity comes, you're at least going to be able to show that potential client, hey, yeah, I may not have this degree, and I may not have worked for an agency or the formal experience, but let me show you what I can do. And that is exactly how I broke into the professional side of copywriting. I'm a year away from my degree, and I had no formal experience, but I had a plethora of writing samples um, that I had done in the past, and I was able to share that and landed my first copywriting gig. Ooh, tell them where to find you, young lady. Tell them. It's, uh, they can go to my website, which is Shantae Evans, S-H-O-N-T-A-E-V-A-N-S.com. Um, you can also uh, visit me on uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, under my name, Shantae Evans. Uh, or on Instagram, it's uh, Shantae, S-H-O-N-T-A underscore creative. Awesome sauce. It, we're going to put all of those in the description. So while you're listening to this, don't forget to check her out. Check out what she's doing. Hit her up. You get what I'm saying? Um, so let me ask you, what are the biggest challenges you face as a female entrepreneur? 
Oh, okay. <laughs> this is kind of kind of be juicy. Um, but you you said this is uh uncensored free speech platform, right? So <laughs> it, it, it look, it sure is motherfucking is. There you go. <laughs> All right, good. So um so I so I wasn't always a copywriter. Uh, like I said, I did start off with radio. I did start off, with, uh, you know, doing um, working on set for independent uh, TV pilots and stuff like that. And but working under my own LLC, doing that as a contractor. And one of the things that I found is that um, uh, let's just say the Me Too movement wasn't a fluke. Okay. Um, a lot of times, even on smaller productions or, or, or people that as a woman, if you're in a male dominated space, um, you get taken advantage of, uh, you do have, it's either you get taken advantage of, uh, sexually where people want to pursue you or they try to come to you under the notion of wanting to do business with you. But after a short conversation, you find out that they really had no intentions. Um, so it's kind of reading through the people that are really serious about what it is that you have to offer. Um, and stay, you know, being steadfast in that because they will push. Um, and the other thing is pay. Um, a lot of times they will either not pay you what was contracted or they will delay because they didn't get what they wanted. So that's been the biggest challenge being a female entrepreneur in, um, you know, male dominated spaces uh, that unfortunately actually ruined some, some lifelong friendships. So, you know, you, you think that people are friends and things are kosher and, uh, you know, it <laughs> just takes a, a few uh, nights on set and you realize, oh, we're just going to throw 10 years of friendship away, huh? Okay. <laughs> so uh, that's been the hardest thing about it, being a female entrepreneur. I mean, there's other challenges being an entrepreneur in general, regardless of gender, but more specifically female-wise, being an entrepreneur is that, you know, being taken seriously, being paid fairly, and uh, not being, um, you know, sexualized things like that so oh, unfortunate oh, uh, you're preaching to the choir you're preaching to the choir right now yeah and i i often say yeah. to myself it was I, if i was a man would you talk to me like that no they wouldn't yeah and i mean that's from both sides that's men and female would you talk to me like that? Would oh, you yeah. delay? Oh, you're right. Would you would you drag me through the mud? You know, right. I, I I want you it, when you get a chance, uh, and I'm gonna send it to you when we get off the phone. You're Wonder Woman out here. You know how she's blocking. You're blocking dick. You're mm-hmm. blocking hate. You're you're blocking hate, just right? all this stuff. The, the the trauma. You're blocking depression. You're you're blocking right. so much and 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 you're doing it alone you know people think that you're surrounded by yeah you you have support here and there here there but most of the time you're sitting alone having to unpack all of that you know and so um yeah it's funny that you mentioned the females i didn't even mention the other females but yeah you unfortunately uh, you 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 get it from other females as well um and not necessarily the sexual part but it's the 
you know, the, the putting doubt or, oh, you can't do that. Or it's, it's just, and sometimes they'll be the very people that started from nothing that you helped. And all of a sudden now they're in your face saying you can't do it. And I'm like, really? Because yeah, I, you wouldn't be where you are if it wasn't. So yeah, it's, it's not, you get it from all sides, unfortunately. Yeah. 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 Now what, what do you do to counterattack all that? Is it, is, is it a bath? Is it take yourself on vacation? Is it just take time off to be with the children? What do you do to, I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cindy, I will tell you in the past year, my block game is strong. <laughs> Um, I never believed in blocking. Like I never believed in blocking people's work. I'm like, let's kind of work. Let's let's process and work through this. But sometimes your mental health, and you're the only person willing. Um, So what I do, I take a lot of time uh, to myself. Um, I've become an an intro extrovert, and so I I take a little time, a lot of time to myself. I listen to music. I will write. I have more creative pieces that people have never seen. Um, books and movie scripts, then I have um, copywriting that I've done for clients. So I'm constantly just, I just stay in that creative mode. Um, I will kind of take trips, you know, COVID kind of jack that up. Um, but I will, you know, take, take trips or even just something like going to the park, getting a blanket, sitting in the sun and reading a book, just being out in nature, going hiking by myself. And that kind of recenters me. So yeah, a lot of a lot of writing, a lot of music, and a lot of being outdoors with God's creation really kind of helps me. Your inner nerd is speaking to me. I resonate. Thank you. <laughs> I resonate. Thank you so much. Uh, basically, I, I, I and another question I had for you was: now that you're able to focus on what you're doing and everything, how did the whole debacle of 2020 pandemic go for you? I mean, did it really work for you? Because I see there are some people, well, most people are like, oh my gosh, oy vey, you know, what is going on? I can't do this. But because you work from a virtual aspect, was it more profitable or was it like a pain in the butt? How was that for you? Honestly, I hate to say this because I know how the pandemic, because you're talking specifically about the pandemic, right? Yep. Yeah. So I hate to say this because I know a lot of people were affected by the pandemic, but nothing changed for me. <laughs> um, when you're already working virtually, um, it didn't. It didn't change. What it did is it gave you access to more tools that were now being launched as a result of the innovation that came from, you know, the pandemic. So now you had all these, you know, software SaaS companies that have created these softwares that make entrepreneurship, freelancing, working from home easier. And so it just, it literally made my job easier and it did bump up the demand, which is why I believe copywriting is in, is in high demand um, right now is because everybody is forced to go more on a digital platform to reach their customers. So honestly, it didn't, I was not affected, um, you know, you can have stuff ordered and come to your house and not skip a beat. And, you know, you leave your house, go to the grocery store or, you know, wherever. But, yeah, it didn't. Uh, and that's why, you know, finding, even if you're working, and this is what I recommend, even if you're working a traditional job now, if we didn't, you know, if there's one thing that we've learned from the pandemic is you've got to have a plan B. 
And that doesn't necessarily, that doesn't mean a second job. You know, you want a different stream of income. Do freelance work. You know, maybe copywriting is not your thing. Maybe it's photography. Maybe you want to learn web design. Maybe it's doing voiceovers, whatever it is. Just develop that side gig, quote unquote. And um, that way, if anything happens again, or there's, you know, you're furloughed or anything, you've got something to fall back on. But also, too, it's a, it's a creative outlet that you need to balance out your life. So, um, yeah, so if anything shuts down again, if you're, if you're a copywriter, you're working from home, you're not going to, you're not going to fill it too much. So if not, it's going to actually, in, you know, improve again, and, you know, not to say anything to the people that it did affect adversely. So. Now, my question is, what did you want to be when you were a child? Uh, <laughs> I actually wanted to be a, um, I've always wanted to be a writer. I used to win writing contests, uh, state writing contests, even in third grade. But um, I wanted to write plays and movies. So I wanted to be a writer-director, which is still very possible. <laughs> but that's what I wanted to be. I wanted to make movies. I, uh, By heart, I'm a storyteller. I want to tell stories, but I want to use people's experiences and, and pain and turn them into relatable stories that can touch people. So... Yeah, that's what I wanted to do. I put on, I used to put on productions. <laughs> I was a trip. I didn't play with toys. I was like, gather up the neighborhood kids and put on a show. So <laughs> that's, that's how I played. Fantastic. Oh, wow. That, that is so amazing. Now, did you, hmm, in, in, in knowing that you wanted to write, what are the things? There's a lot of people that do love writing, but they don't feel like they're mm-hmm. good enough or, you know, maybe they are dyslexic or, what do you have to say to those who are struggling with like, you know, putting pens to paper and going, I don't think anyone's going to like this or this genre is so outdated. Like wh- what positive uh, quote or positive uh, feedback would you have for them? Yeah, it's, it's real simple. Um, two things. Um, number one, free write. And basically what that is, is, you know, if you have to take pad to pen or on your laptop, write without judgment, write without the fear of judgment. You just, whatever is flowing through your mind, just type it out. It may not make sense, but just type it out. Um, then let it incubate and then go back the next day. But do that daily. Just free write whatever's coming to your mind. Um, the other thing is write about what you know. Write about what you like. A lot of people will force themselves like, oh, I got to write this genre because it's what sells. But you may have a different, you could take maybe a story in your, your own personal life and you could spin it in a way that would actually take that archaic genre that you believe is kind of old or outdated and breathe new life into it. And so now you're the pioneer of bringing that old genre back to life simply because you took an experience and you spun it, you know, in a way that would fit that genre but make people audiences look at it a different way. So definitely write without judgment and write what you have experienced, know, and love. That is so beautiful. That is so beautiful. And honestly, I am just so, I admire you even more than before. Cause now I've gotten a chance to get to know you, 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 Shantae, yes, and I, I, I feel like the audience will very much appreciate you. Tell them where to find you. So um, my website is my name, Shantae Evans, that's S-H-O-N-T-A-E-V-A-N-S, 
And so that's my website, ShantiEvans.com. You can also find me on Twitter under my name, Shanti Evans, and also on LinkedIn, um, my name, Shanti Evans. And if you do uh, head over to Instagram, you'll kind of see me. I'm a little bit more wacky on there. And uh, that is Shante underscore creative. Wonderful, wonderful. Now, is there anything last but not least, of course, that you would love to tell the audience about yourself, about your business, all the different features that you uh, can provide them? Yeah, absolutely. Here's what I recommend, um, especially for, um, here's the thing. Copywriting is really important. If you're not familiar with copywriting and how it can be um, advantageous to your business, definitely just kind of do some research. For small business owners, for you, the easiest and most cost-effective way to level up your business so you can either compete with the big boys or carve out a niche so you're targeting your audience is to work with a copywriter. You don't really have the time. You probably don't really have the patience or even want to do it yourself. Um, and so it's best to find an expert that can speak to your industry, can can speak to your audience in their tone of voice, and really help you level up. It's It's... It it's works wonders on what it's going to do for your professional image, but also get you rankings and just kind of really show that you are serious and capable of executing your 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 company in a successful way. So I definitely recommend doing that. Don't don't skirt on that. And look, there's black people get into copywriting. It is growing exponentially. It's in demand. There are not enough of us and we need representation. So, um, you know, there's only 5% of African-Americans that are copywriters and there's, we have black businesses, black businesses, you need copywriters, black people, we need copywriters. So let's get in there. Awesome. I love that. I love it. I love it. Oh man. You've been listening to the hour with Cindy Ashby. Uh, We have, we've had a, beautiful guest on Shante Evans don't forget to check her out her description will be in the bottom we call this show uh you know even heroes have sidekicks and since I'm here to tell you that you're no sidekick you're a hero you too are a hero do you get what I'm saying a shiro as they say right a shiro and so better than you know you're like you're foxy brown here yeah (laughs) right you're just like knocking it down and making it happen and so this is what we need this is what the children boys and girls need to hear forever and ever and days to come to help them to just succeed right yeah sometimes like you said you're gonna there's moments where you fail right but the universe likes to play cosmic jokes on us and sometimes we have to not take ourselves so serious and say okay i get it Ten thousand spoons when all i need is a knife moment right and so (laughs) you know (laughs) right that part right and so it's just like oh okay these things happen and I'm I'm so grateful that you came on and I'd love to bring you, you back as a guest and we'll do a part two to this if and I just put you out there live on the air. You see how I do that? Awesome. That's <laughs> cool. Everybody remember your words matter. Your words matter. So they really do. thank you very much for having me. And I, I wanna I wanna dedicate this song to you because you are like I said, there's a whole lot of goddamn bad people in the world, but are we, are we not worried about the good people? And we have to take care of the great people like yourself, sis. Thank you. 
if I could, I'd protect you from the sadness in your eyes. Flawed individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Deanne. Cindy Ashley Production. On the wake up. You, the people, have the power. The power to create happiness. Let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful. To make this life a wonderful adventure. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power. But they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform. Just get your body in the mood.